This is Start, Grow, Manage, where we help managed service providers achieve the impact, freedom, and wealth you imagined back when you started your company. At Start, Grow, Manage, our tools, practices, and processes help you engage, energize, and execute on building a business that empowers an extraordinary life. Learn more about our programs and how they can fuel your fire at startgrowmanage.com slash learn more. Let's go. Hello, and welcome to the Start, Grow, Manage podcast. I am Joe. And I'm Jeff. Let's see if we can make this second round work a little bit better. Um, we are here today with, with Lane Frank, and we're excited to talk to um, Lane a bit about sales and, and how he sells MSP services, because this is a topic that comes up all the time with our MSPs. And though we like to think we're great at sales and marketing, Joe, it's good to get opinions from uh, other no, people, no, no. get See, some experience from other people. We're, 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 we're like, we're like, if we were athletes, we would be like the guys in the college thing. And Lane is like the guy at the Olympics with the, yeah, with the exactly. metal hanging around his so, neck. Right? So we're, we're the hacks just trying to get around the high school field. And, and Lane actually knows what he's talking about. So, uh, so Lane, welcome to the Start, Grow, Manage podcast. It's wonderful to have you here. And why don't you just take a moment to introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Love being here on this uh, lovely Monday afternoon. So uh, thank you and uh, really appreciate it. Uh, I always start off. I'm the son of a roofer from Philadelphia. That's my background. Okay, <laughs> son of a roofer. Um, no, I'm a roofer. And I spent my whole life, you know, climbing ladders and, and working on roofs till I had that pivot moment uh, back in the early '90s where I said, you know what? I don't think the roofing industry is for me. And uh, one way ticket to New York City, and uh, the rest is. Uh, History. Here we are over 25 uh, years later, and I've spent my entire professional career uh, in technology uh, at a sales capacity. Yeah. So what's what's your business now? What's the business? I guess it's not your business, but the business that you're you're working for. Yeah. Today, BBH Solutions, we are going to be 34 years old this year, and we are a managed security services provider out of that little S to the MSP because our uh, focus in managed services is around security and confidentiality. And uh, happy to say for the past 11 years, we hold our uh, SOC 2 Type 2 certification as an organization. So it puts us at a little bit Different of a playing field than than most uh, MSPs yeah. out there. So it's it's sort of a little bit. So so basically, what you've done just just to see if this resonates with everyone is you have defined your product a bit more narrowly than just the regular MSP out there, and you have kind of a special product that you're offering people, right? Yeah, and and it really happened by accident because if you go back eleven years, yeah, we didn't have. Azure and the Microsoft Cloud or Amazon Web Services. And we started to work with some local and community banks. And they told us, we'd like to get some of our premise-based infrastructure out of here and into a data center. Can you help us? And bing, you know, the light bulbs went off and we right. built out our own private data centers about 11 years ago to do just that, was to start hosting virtual servers and different applications in the cloud to help get that on-premise gear out of the oh, Yeah, no, that's, yeah. go ahead, Joe. No, I was gonna say my favorite thing is that focus that you had on this particular type of client, because that 
is really where the magic is. That is really now you can, as as you narrow down and start going that direction, you can really start having some fun, good conversations. Go ahead, Jeff. Well, I'm also going to suggest that you're wrong, Lane. So I don't think it was by accident. You went out and you asked your customer, you said, you said, hey, guys, you know, what, what do you need? And they came back to you and they said, we really need this thing. And you went back and you said, hey, our customers really need this thing. Let's put together a cool package around it and go out and sell something because it's actually solving a problem for them, right? Like yeah, that, that actually, yeah. I, that doesn't sound like it's by accident at all. It's not even like a little bit. Brilliant strategy. Yeah, it was. Uh, it definitely was not an accident. And uh, you know, and by and by working with banks, you know, that question comes up. So, uh, what are you doing with our data now that yeah. you're housing it? So it's like, okay, now we got to really get everything in order. And that's why we went out to get our service order controls. And, uh, you know, again, we're, we're, we're 11 years into those and it puts us on a little bit of a different playing field. And, and as you and Joe always talk about, you know, finding that lane and that niche, the banking world is a premier, you know, customer of ours, you know, your community banks, uh, local banks, regional banks, not the big cities and Bank of Americas of the world, but yeah. call it your two to 200 branches around the country uh, has been just a great playing field for us. So a specific avatar with a specific product and you've been able to grow the business pretty steadily, right? Yeah. And we don't just... Um, work with banks. I mean, we service, we have many different divisions within our organization. Our managed services group tends to be the largest out of the bunch. So that's where a lot of the focus on uh, sales is, but we do lots of corporate relocations and design and build networks and audio visual and voice solutions and everything you have in your office that makes it work, you know, we design and build for you. No, it sounds good. So, but you, you, when, when you first started selling, you said, or, you know, your first business was that uh, high-speed internet uh, business, right? You were an ISP way back. You were an ISP back in the days when people knew what an ISP was. (laughs) I like to think I invented the internet, but I can't take it. So that's what I was going to ask you. Was that the same sort of thing that were you addressing a problem that you saw in the market? I mean, it sounds like there as well, you were, you were bringing something, you weren't just saying, hey, here's access, but you actually solved the problem that people had, right? Yeah, it, it's it's a great story, and I'll make it really quick. While everybody was getting their AOL discs in the mail, um, you know, businesses weren't using high-speed internet access at the time. And if you do remember in, in 1995, uh, 55 Broad Street um, sat vacant. Uh, those prior years. Um, that was uh, Michael Milken's company back in the day, uh, Drexel Burnham. You know, overnight they 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 disappeared and that building sat vacant. And the Rudin family who owned the building wanted to figure out a way to really attract new tenants to the building, particularly technology companies. Yeah. And we were a startup at the time. We were uh, our company was called Intellispace and we partnered with Rudin and we actually believe we know in the country but we believe the world we bought the first internet connection into a commercial building and distributed it to the tenants for internet access and that not only launched our company but 55 Broad Street became the Information Technology Center of New York and the likes of 
IBM and Sun and Oracle all start taking space in the building. And, and that was that. We became pioneers in uh, delivering internet to commercial buildings throughout the country, Paris, London. Yeah. That's very cool. So, so was that, so they, they needed that in order to differentiate their building from every other building out there, right? In order to bring at, at the time, in. it was the only building in New York city that had high speed internet connection, uh, available to the tenants. Yeah. So, so, awesome. so everybody has office space, but there's only one building that will actually connect you to the internet in, at, with, with high speed. I remember it was in 1996, I built my first website. <laughs> using <laughs> Probably using a 14 baud modem or something, you know, where it was oh, like, really, you'd really click really something really. and wait for a while, but, but you'd, you'd always have to, you'd always do it on the computer, right? And then like dial in and send it up. And there was this whole process and, and uh, yeah, high speed internet was not something that, that we played around with a lot in 1995, 1996. And the timing was perfect. Cause I moved to Manhattan. Oh, I moved to Manhattan a year prior, one year out of college and answered an ad in the New York times for this position. And it, you know, that's what you did. You answered ads in the New York times and it really launched my, sales career and sales profession because I didn't know what the internet was when I took the job. So I really had to learn. <laughs> Nobody how, knew what the internet was when you took the job. <laughs> it was a bunch of engineers that had this concept and idea, but they needed someone to sell it. And I said, sure, I can sell anything. I just need to know what the internet is and how I'm going to sell this thing. And, <laughs> and can you, know, you put I, it on the roof? Cause I'm really good at roof. Yeah. <laughs> so I would sell internet access. And, and, and back then you were able to walk into buildings, take the elevator up to the top floor and just go door to door and knock on doors. And, and that's what we did. And then after about a year of doing that, I decided I wanted to be the one to call on the landlords around the country to negotiate the rights to bring the fiber optics into the building and do our thing. But see, that's exactly the thing that we're talking about when we're talking about getting really niche, right? You had, you had a landlord that had a problem. I'm not getting enough tenants or I'm not getting the types of tenants that I want. I want technology tenants. And you were calling those landlords and you were saying, Hey, you got this problem. And they're like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, well, funny. I've got a solution for that problem. Let me tell you what it is. Right. And then they're like, yeah, I want that. And then, and, and so that's really, you have the problem, accentuate the problem, talk about the solution and talk about the transformation. Once you have this circuit in there, it's the same thing that happened to 55. It's going to happen to you. The same thing is going to, and and yeah. what, what is remarkable that came out of that, I don't want to say that the selling process on both the landlord side and the tenant side was easy, but it kind of was because it was brand new. So yeah. when landlords starting to get wind that the landlord down the street just bought in a high-speed internet connection and I don't have one, I need to get on that bandwagon. So it, we couldn't get circuits and fiber into buildings fast enough. And then when the tenants would hear about it, oh, you're telling me I can get 1.5 megabits? Oh my God, that's the fastest <laughs> connection in the world. Absolutely. <laughs> no, no more DSL lines. We have 1.5 megs for you. <laughs> I can download a picture in a half an hour. That sounds great. <laughs> Napster on everybody's desktops. How about that? Oh my God, those were the days of Napster. Oh, so much fun that day. So oh. much fun. But every, you know, through my career, 
and and I have had uh, a few career changes, fortunately not too many. It was always a specific focus and niche and product set and target audience, and it it worked out really well. I I, I am blessed after after yeah. all these years. Start, Grow, Manage is the place for MSPs to get the support you need to build your business better. Put our decades of experience starting, growing, and managing businesses to work for you at startgrowmanage.com. Hey, we have something new designed to help you run your business instead of get run over by your business. Business Implementers. Instead of virtual assistants, BIs are ridiculously valuable assistants who unlock your leadership potential. Unlike so many VAs you might have tried, BIs are well-trained assistants with access to a built-in library of tools, templates, and information. So when you hit a wall, they're ready with a solution. Minimal training, maximum impact. All with zero HR headaches. Learn more at startgrowmanage.com. No, that's great. So, so what would you say is the thing that makes you successful at sales? Is it that niche? Is it the way you work? Like, What is it that makes you such a successful salesman? It's one, the experience, and two, not having to sell. Yeah. Uh, it's not having to sell. You know, today I've become the best listener than I've ever become in my entire career. You just, you have to listen to people. Shut your mouth. Let people talk to you. Let them <laughs> so tell you their true. problems. They're going to talk <laughs> themselves right into the sale if you just, listen to them. And you really just have to identify what people's pain points are. Um, You know, in our world, in the MSP world, in in technology in general, and, you know, I I laugh about this. I don't rarely, if ever, walk into a situation where I sit down with the decision maker and say, hey, tell me about your IT. And they say, oh, my God, it is the best in the world. We love love our outsourced IT folks. Everything always works all the time. You, You never hear that. So if you right. can fully identify where people's pain points are, and you have to educate constantly, you got to see where the trends are, what's out there. I mean, look, cyber today is 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 the biggest, but it, it's so overblown. People don't want to hear about it anymore. They just want action taken, and they want to make sure I want my environment secure, and I want everything to work. Please help me. Yeah, so you, you can't even the, um, sell cybersecurity is what you're saying. You just sell... You don't even talk about it. What? You just sell the peace of mind. Like, look, we're going to take care of it. You know, you sell the peace. Yeah, like, I don't even want to learn about cybersecurity. Don't even talk to me about (laughs) cybersecurity. I'm so uninterested. This is kind of where I am. Like, Joe says, oh, we, you know, we need to to harden our stuff and cybersecurity this and 2FA that. I don't care, man. (laughs) Just tell me that nobody can get the data and where I need to go to get it. And then we're, we're good to go. Right. But I guess that's like the, the, the key word cybersecurity is a bit overdone at the moment. It is. It is. And what makes us very different than most is we treat all of our customers like they're a regulated company. Yeah. Bank, banks are regulated. They have to adhere to certain technologies, go through compliance, go through audits, check all the boxes. You, you have to do that as a regulated company. We yeah. take that same approach with unregulated companies. And the reason being is you can be that digital marketing company that develops websites for people and do all the things that digital marketing companies do. But there is going to be a time, if it's not happening already, 
where that digital marketing's customers are going to come to them and say, okay, we've been working with you for two years. You have a lot of our IP. You have a lot of our data. You know the ins and outs of our organizations. How is it being secured? What are you doing with the backups? Are they encrypted? And, and the checklist goes on and on. So we take that same approach to make sure companies have well, the right boxes checked. But this is this is the other thing about being in a niche, right? Because you've been working with banking and because you've developed a solution for them, you have a solution that you could apply across other clients. Even See, a lot of people think that when you niche, you're not going to take other kinds of clients. You know, like I have this niche or this niche, whatever we want to call it. And then, and then because I'm working with this avatar, I'm never going to, you're, see the whole thing about niche is your marketing is your, our, you know what the problem is, you know, where it hurts, you know, exactly what to do to close that deal. And, and you and I were having a conversation the other day and you're like, yeah, that's how I, I walk in and I already know what the problems are. I can tell the, that that manager of that branch or the manager of that bank, I can tell them exactly where the bodies are buried. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> to the point where they're like, <laughs> you got cameras in here, what's going on, right? Yeah. And so because you're operating that way in that, in that domain, you've built a solution that then if somebody else comes and says, hey, can you do that for me? you can do it. Or you have the options to say, you know, these people are kind of crazy. No, we only work with banks. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Right. So and, and when you walk in and see that beige phone on the desk, you know, it's going to be a home run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we shouldn't have the beige phones anymore. <laughs> home run. It's Walk in, I walk out a, with a, uh, I, we had, we, we found in our house, one of those old rotary phones, you know, like it was it, it, almost an antique, right? It was a rotary phone that had, it was one of the ones, the square, the rectangle ones that hang on the wall, you know, and you'd hang it on the hook and it had that cord that would wrap around the whole house so that you could go around the house and get your kids all tangled up in the cord. The one that never quite came together. So we had one of those in the house and my daughter's talking, she's like, wow, that's so cool. <laughs> Can we hook it up again? I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. But, but it uh, reminded yeah. me of one thing. If there's, you know, one thing I absolutely do want to plug, it, it is yeah. Microsoft and what they have done over the years for their offerings. Because as a tier one Microsoft cloud solutions provider, we lead, you know, with the Microsoft stack and everything. In, uh, Azure related as well. And, you know, today, you know, in that Microsoft stack, you can actually replace up to 37 different solutions and vendors just by being in that mm-hmm. Microsoft stack. They, they just made it so easy to uh, implement solutions today. Well, it's funny, and they've been working on that and solving that that problem, that that one problem since the '70s, right? And and adding solutions and creating solutions, like they know what you need in an office environment um, for for your IT, right? Yeah, they've really protected so, it. Do you have Do you have a process that you apply when you go when you when you sell? Is there a specific process that you that you use? Well, today, I'm fortunate in the sense that after 25 plus years in the business, uh, 100% of my business is referred to me. Yeah. The rest is uh, within my customer accounts, additional you know, revenue streams. So a lot of my focus is on that network 
of, of people. And some of those people are the same people I sold to in the nineties when, you know, coming into the, <laughs> to their buildings, the, the, the commercial real estate community and that ecosystem is a big part of my network. So day in, day out, that's what I'm nurturing. And on the backside is that uh, customer experience, you know, being that account manager and always being in touch with the customers. And look, I have an amazing delivery team. We have an amazing service desk. Um, you know, we have 85 employees today. So it, it, it's always teamwork. It's constant teamwork uh, to get to that finish line. It's it's interesting how important delivery is for sales and marketing, because if your delivery is good, right, then it makes the whole sales and marketing process so much easier because you're really getting the results. I think a lot of small entrepreneurs, they end up doing a lot of sales and marketing, then they drop the ball on delivery, you know, or or they do delivery and don't do sales and marketing. You have to be able to tie those two together. And, yeah. and that, that high quality delivery is what allows you to create that referral business. And this is this is really important, especially if you're a small MSP. Okay, if you're a small MSP, and you if if you go and you just like I'm just gonna sell, and you just go sell, 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 and your delivery is bad, you're gonna be bleeding clients out of the back, right? While you're bringing you're bringing them in the front door, and they're going out the back door. So you have to get that delivery right. You have to really figure out how you're going to deliver in the interim while you're making those sales while you grow. Because that what what Lane has been able to do is continue to nurture his network. And what happens is if you go and you sell, and then you you have to abandon your network and go deliver for four months or five months, those leads go cold. Yeah. Right. And then you come back, you have to start. We call that around here the entrepreneurial roller coaster, right? <laughs> Good months, bad months. Good months, bad months, because you end up having to rebuild all those relationships again. And I think one of the things that, that Lane does so well is that he's constantly nurturing, constantly. I can't tell you how much I hear from this guy and we connect and we talk and we this and we that, because there's that nurture that he's always got going on. So that if somebody comes up and says, Hey, I need this, he can, he can jump right in. He's also a giver, right? So he's also giving out leads and connections yeah. and introducing people. So those two things are going to make you an effective salesperson. But without, like Jeff said, without good, consistent delivery, you can't maintain that. It just falls apart. So that those are those are key critical takeaways. If you get nothing else out of today, please take <laughs> that with you. Yeah. And I will tell I'll I'll tell your audience that the key, number one key to success in that delivery model it starts with that corporate culture. You have to start with that corporate culture, corporate culture and education. Mm. We have the top not top-notch engineers across all of our platforms, voice, networking systems, constant education, constant education, constant education, certifications, and the right culture. People love working. They love doing the work because we sell some pretty sophisticated and technical cool solutions, and uh, it just has to work at the end of the day. Lane, that is great. Thank you very much for for all of your thoughts. Before we go, I'd I'd love to have I'd love to put you on the spot. And and realizing that we are you know talking to MSPs, entrepreneurs, or sort of at the beginning of their journey, 
Um, do you have any words of advice for somebody who's just getting started, just just starting out their sales journey? Uh, you know, I probably would 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 echo what Joe says. Uh, yeah, I know in the beginning, uh, if you're a startup, you're an entrepreneur, you you kind of have to do it all. That's you know by default. But pick your lane, pick your that niche. You know, pick you know what is going to make you very very successful and, and focus on that. Try not to get you know, too swayed in the beginning. It's tempting. It's easy. And it's okay to say no to bad business. It's okay. Spend <laughs> your time and energy on positive business, positive focus, and around people um, that want to help you. Yeah, you know, I think probably the most important part of that is just say no to bad business. I don't know. That's a lesson I learned. And and it's it's a good one to it keep. It feels good when you do it. It does. Yeah, it does. It does. And and it really opens a door for the right people to come into your into your company and 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 buy from you. And the, you know the the first thing that that Lane said, focusing on that avatar, focusing on that that one buyer and that that solution. That's it. So that's brilliant. Thank you, Lane. Really, you, really guys. great. Awesome. Lane, thanks for thank you for being here. Thank you for all your your sage advice and wonderful stories. And um, it's been it's been a real pleasure chatting with you. So on uh, from us on behalf of everybody who's listening, thank you very much for taking some time out of your day. Thank you. See you guys soon. And yeah. remember that you are loved. Thanks for joining us, and a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one right now and tap into our insights and instincts to help drive your business vision and success. Remember, you didn't start your business to feel frustration. You started it for freedom. We can help you discover the impact, freedom, and wealth you always imagined. Learn more at startgrowmanage.com slash learn more.